a lot of my friends launched games this week, which is pretty cool. I've uh, seen some, yeah. Slime Rancher yeah. came out. That is correct. Slime Rancher, way to go to those guys. Nick Popovich and Chris uh, Lom have uh, been working tirelessly on that. That one's uh, actually been in um, early access for a while. Mm. Uh, so Long Dark, that team's I've demoed next to them. How do I explain my relationship with the Long Dark? They have no idea who I am, but I've I demoed the Flame and the Flood next to them, and our games are both survival games. So, like we were compared a lot, but I don't I don't know if like our game was compared to theirs, but I don't know if their game was like if they feel the same way. You it's a one way relationship. Yeah. I know who they are, and they have no idea who the fuck I am. I'm pretty sure that's the situation. You see them as like uh, kin, like uh, we grew up, we were in the same class. Whereas they yeah. didn't even... You were sat at the back. They didn't even know exactly. you were there. I was like... I was the kid in the back of the bus. And they were definitely like the front of the bus. Because the Long Dark was like... That game has had legs. They've it has. Been, uh, they've been in... I'm surprised it just launched, actually. I was. I thought it was already out. Because I've heard about it for so long. Mm. But good for them. They're killing it. Um, and obviously... Drumroll. Chris Light. <laughs> Tacoma came out. T-Combs. T-Combs from Steve Gaynor and the good people at Fulbright. So that was a big day. That was all yesterday. Yesterday, three games launched. Yeah. That, like, I give a shit about. And uh, uh, Tacoma got some really good reviews. I mm-hmm. uh, always keep track of the reviews. And the reviews for Tacoma was quite good. I think it got, I think it got a seven from GameSpot off the top of my head. And the review was glowing. Yeah, you know, like, they, when you're a developer, a 7 is still, you're not, alright, some people would be happy with a 7, but I know that team, like, they came from, you know, we worked, they worked on Bioshock, uh, mm. I bet they were like, why is it not a 9, like, <laughs> I don't know that for sure, I do know that when a game, when you launch a game, it is the most stressful thing, and no matter what happens, you're just riding this wave of energy that is, neither good nor bad just is you're buzzing like you're physically vibrating right your game launches and you've got like 25 tabs open and you're just constantly refreshing metacritic and simultaneously tweeting about how metacritic is bullshit i was just looking at metacritic it's 79 (laughs) tacoma currently yeah it uh i'm i'm excited for that team i'm excited for all of them i'm really excited for slime rancher i think um it might be I'm guessing everybody's super excited, but I'm guessing Tacoma is the most stressed out because Slime Rancher has, for instance, has been in early access. Yeah. So that like people have seen it, whereas Tacoma is a very narrative game. So they, that was kind of like under wraps, and now they're like, here it is, and then yeah, that's very high risk, right? You just throw a game out there, like now it's launched, and the press can be like, oh, you know, like it has the potential to go real sideways. Yeah. But it didn't. They did a great job, and Tacoma looks sweet. I'm really excited for them. Yeah, I I haven't played any of it myself, but like I said, I've seen the reviews, so it seems like a positive reaction. Slime Rancher, when I turned on my Xbox, there was Slime Rancher on the front page. Yeah, like, oh, that, nice. feel, that feels so good to see your friend's game on the front page, especially when like, I've seen that forever. I, this must be what it's like for an early adopter to a game that's like an early access or something 
Yeah. I guess that's yeah, the no, best no, way to describe it. Or like it. a like a band that you followed for a while, and then they suddenly get picked up by a big label or something. Yeah, and then you're just super excited for them and everything. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was cool. It's cool seeing that on um, Games with Gold. Is it Games for Gold or Games with Gold? Games with Gold, I believe. Yeah, with it was gold. on. It was like there was a big thing for it on Steam as well when I opened up Steam, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. But we super happy. are going to talk about, as you say, influencers. I, d- I wanted to talk about, like, how games are discussed. So now they're out, mm-hmm. how people discuss them in the year of our Lord, 2017. And yeah. it's interesting because it's not... It, it's kind of nebulous. Like, there's no set way that games are discussed anymore. Well, I mean, so the first off, you get your reviews... But I, I, even I don't know how reviews work anymore with a game that's in early access. Like, sometimes the reviewer will review the game right when it hits early access. Sometimes they'll wait and review it when it launches. Usually you won't get both, right? Like, you get, mm. unless you're, like, a big deal, um, most of us are not a big deal. Uh, most of us get covered once. Yeah, um, like like a game like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is probably going to get a... But like a revisited, continually updating kind of review situation, whereas, like you say, something like Slime Rancher would get the "it's out now." Here are the reviews now, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like with Tacoma, it's really cut and dry. Tacoma comes out, nobody is uh, that that simple. The gainer sent the press keys a week earlier, so um, they played it. They wrote the reviews. The reviews dropped like the day that it launched. Mm. Um, that's just, that's the old school way things were done, you know, um, back when you just freaking launched a title, whereas now you, you kind of soft launch, you could do any number of things. Clay is experimenting with a, a launch that happens before you even go in early access. Um, and it's difficult to know when exactly a game is done in the first place. Yeah. And that, that makes it difficult to know when to talk about it if you're in the media, I imagine. Um, mm. It's all no? like well, it comes down to just your personal thing. I mean, a lot of say magazines or websites, as is more the case now. I don't know why I went to magazines first. Uh, websites and stuff. You generally have, if you're writing for Gamespot or you're writing for IGN, you have guidelines on stuff like that, and an editorial team has figured that stuff out. And it's like you will, we will review it when it is released or some places like we will do a preview of it when it's in early access and then a final review when we get the final product and so who decides that generally curious generally the editor like as as what the as what i'm aware of the editorial team are the people that decide that kind of stuff like it can be Mm -hmm. a collaboration generally with the staff writers or whatever you've got going on but generally it will come down to the editorial team you you care as a game developer you simultaneously bitch about metacritic but very much care about your metacritic yeah uh and it's interesting to me that it can there's almost no incentive to go fix a game after the reviews have come out um and so i'm curious if people ever get metacritic while they're in early access for instance Mm. um or because people are definitely getting reviewed when they're in early access like i've seen some of those or previewed or whatever the hell you want to call it um 
I don't know. It's and it, it's also kludgy because I'm like old, so I'm still reading. You know the still reading. websites. I know that's you actually nailed it. Like who the fuck <laughs> reads now? Yeah, like kids. I was. Uh, I went to um to. There's this thing called uh, Girls Make Games. It's yes. like a summer camp. Um, and I was talking to the children there, and they're just. And I'm like, all right. So do you guys go to websites? <laughs> like this is my stupid marketing. Like, what do you do, the youth? Uh, And they're just, like, they didn't know what Twitch was, which surprised me. Because I've been fed this line that, like, young people are on Twitch. Uh, They were super into Markiplier. Markiplier, yes. Markiplier, whatever that. Yeah, YouTube, basically. He's a man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're super, super into YouTubers. Like, super into it. Um, Yeah. Which I, you're like, yeah, no shit, Gwen, come on. But uh, <laughs> Admittedly, I they... mean, if if you'd presented that to me like it was like a, did you know? I'd be like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. It's like, I mean, I don't watch YouTubers. That's weird. I don't consume media in that way. If I want to mm. know if a game is good, I Google it uh, and look at screenshots in the Metacritic. And maybe, maybe I'll like... In the process of Googling it, I'll click a stream, maybe, but most likely not. I'll just make the purchasing decisions based only on screenshots. Huh. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe that'll change. Maybe I'm missing, like, something. I don't know. Uh, but I'm definitely not going to sit there and watch another human being play a game uh, and shoot the shit. That seems... I know this is, like, your career, so I'm just like, I don't know why... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I don't know why audiences exist for that, but um, I, I don't. Like, that's just not what I do, mm. Uh, but that is definitely how people discover things. That is definitely... Like, I'm definitely super old, and uh, uh, YouTube and, and Twitch and influencers are definitely, like, a, a huge deal that me we've talked about this it's a huge deal it is and i mean for me i was thinking we're talking about metacritic i don't think metacritic matters to a consumer like of video games at all i know it doesn't to me it's right there on the fucking steam page you see like you can scroll down and see something's metacritic i feel like but even steam i would say if we're talking broad consumer if you're like, uh-huh. if you're talking to those girls at uh, the camp thing you went to, or if you're talking to someone who goes into a video game shop and buys like five or six video games a year, they probably don't even use Steam, and they definitely don't care about Metacritic. Like the only times I look at Metacritic is in instances like this where it's like we're talking about a game and the reviews have just come out, and I know all the reviews are generally aggregated into that website, so I can quickly see all the scores that's it like i don't i genuinely will never look at that for in, information about a video game like its score on metacritic holds no interest to me <laughs> what's oh, up? i'm wow. like i don't care like it makes no difference whereas stuff like for me generally i will watch video reviews so that's probably even a slightly advanced version in terms of old school versus new school but it's still a review right so, like, I generally like GameSpot's reviews. Like, if I want a quick, like, this game's come out, I don't know. Like, Tacoma. That was the first thing I saw. The GameSpot's review turns up in my subscription feed on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, the reviews are out for it. Cool. Watch you it. You have a subscription feed in YouTube that you check each day? Yeah. I, I'm all, just... All the time. Huh. Yeah. Like, that, I'm, I use, I go on YouTube loads. 
like every day and i've got a bunch of things i'm subscribed to and that's gamespot is probably the main game outlet that i use outside of actually no it is in terms of for review content and for the they get exclusive content they would be who i use for that and so that's the first point of call is like because i generally already know about the game because of what my job is and stuff like that yeah that is the other thing so i just want to i mean i yeah like i just want to know like i don't even necessarily care about because this is the thing we've written reviews i've done written reviews like that's been part of my job at one point but i don't care about them anymore <laughs> like it's because i just see it as like i'm like that's four pages of one person's opinion and you're gonna put a score at the bottom of it of it so i'll just skip all the way down to that and i'm like cool seven right move on like and sometimes yeah. even with video reviews i'll just skip to the end and be like do, 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 eight because i already know what it is right so i don't need to learn what the game's about i'm just generally interested you, in its thing you really just hit it on the head i can with a review if i'm like bored with your opinion i can just skim to the end yeah whereas with a, a paragraph video, or something i'm like, like that. stuck there listening to you go um so and it's just like fuck off like i just want to know <laughs> you need to watch better videos <laughs> If it's a or video of someone like, just being like, oh. <laughs> or it's just like, I'm super amped up guy talking in weird voice. And it's like, I hate you. Yeah, so do I. I'm not a fan of that. Like, I'm definitely, for me, when it comes to YouTubers, there are a lot of them. Like, you mentioned Markiplier. I never fully got Markiplier. There's a lot of ones that I can understand why younger people would be into them because they're really excited and loud or angry and loud and like and it's it's not for me like i'm just like i don't get what's happening here or they're conversely there are other youtubers where it's like just one person just playing a game and i don't quite get that either when there's no interaction on it because it's like it's just a, like i'm just watching a game and nothing interesting's happening except occasionally this guy will go whoa that's weird and i'm like cool i could have experienced that for myself by just looking at it i didn't need you saying that <laughs> whereas there are youtubers for example the only youtubers i really watch which is game grumps who i've mentioned before very interesting funny people and there's two of them and they're talking to each other while they play a game and to me that makes it way more interesting because you're listening to a conversation and all them just reacting to a video game or whatever i like that so that's yeah, my speed I I will say I've started listening to podcasts, but that's mostly because I can listen to like the IGN podcast while I work. Yeah. Whereas I can't watch something while I work. Maybe it's the the visual component is really what's throwing me. It could and I'm not be. gonna decide to buy a game before I see something. So I'm always going to like look up screenshots or look at a quick clip of it or something. It's mm. it's weird because like I will like if I see someone who I like on Twitch that I know and like and I see the video game and they're playing it and they're enjoying it and it looks fun to me, then that will sometimes sway me. But most of the time it is just based on like all the knowledge, because there's so much knowledge about games before they come out now. Like you mm -hmm. didn't just have like PlayStation Magazine having like a half page <laughs> preview and then you didn't hear anything about it for like seven months and now the review's here. It's like there's a PR lead in of about like two years sometimes of knowledge that you've been building up about this game so <clears throat> by the time it comes out you're like okay i know 
what this is yeah. about. I know this situation. And go yeah, from there. Yeah, I guess part of that's too is we feel like we're inundated with the information because it's in our feeds constantly. Yeah. We work in this industry. I bet other people don't. I mean, for me, it's special when a game surprises me. Like, Civ dropped an expansion. They they made, they beat the drum that the expansion was coming two days before they released it. And then yeah. they released it and they released a new Civ. It, I guess it's not an expansion, it's a new civilization. And I'm obsessed with that game, so sorry I, I know. for bringing it up again. <laughs> but, um... And, and that blew my mind. I'm like, but you didn't even warn me. I could have been excited about this for like two weeks, but instead you told me two days ahead of time that it'll drop at some point, and then two days later you just dropped it. it like, and if I didn't follow you on Twitter, I wouldn't have known. Holy shit, guys! Uh, and that should make, but I feel really, really happy about that. Like, I love being surprised. Yeah. I kind of love it when something drops like that. Even if I think it might not be the best business decision. I love it. It's always fun. I'm, it's, I'm it's, talking about Civ again. Yeah, no, it's fine. Civ's a brilliant game. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so you are not a person that would want to watch, like... I mean, like I say, with me and YouTubers, I don't fully get a lot of them either. Like, there's a whole bunch of them that just shout and scream, and I feel like I've been, since about the age of seven, I've been too old, like, mentally for that. And that's yeah. not saying I'm too intelligent. I just mean I'm an old man inside and always have been. So, like... You're kind of over that Linkin Park phase where, like, screaming and being <laughs> angsty on the internet was, you know, cool. There's that. Like, I also... I really dislike people that are... And it's less of a thing now, but it really was a big craze for a little while. The the angry man. Like, here he is. Oh, everything's bullshit. And it's the guy that just sits there and is like, oh, fucking video games. This fucking video game such fucking bullshit. And I'll fucking tell you and i'm like uh shut up like it's like the reverse of what i would ever want to do it's like i really find that very infuriating but that's kind of died down a bit it's like i guess it's like wackiness now maybe the opposite is like you get the the critics who have decided to find literary references in your roguelike <laughs> game or some shit you know like i don't think not- anyone outside of critics cares about that though like I genuinely don't think that m- there is a many people. I think that is super niche. That kind of stuff now. The um the critics who wax very philosophical on. I think so. Like all the people yeah. that will be like, like a vice kind of piece where it's like, I was out doing crack in the woods with the guy that made fucking LSD trip sim. And we, and and then I went to Burning Man, and it's like, I don't know. I I still see a lot of the. Oh, it's still I see a lot of all of it. I think that might be part of it. I consume too much, too much media around games. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Like, I think part of the interesting thing in talking about uh, influence, influence, influences. Why can I not say that? I was trying to say influenza. I was like, that's a disease. Influences. Oh, so are the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, the sort of impact they can have on video games coming out now. Like, because yeah. it's a very different world. Like, it can be positive and negative. Like, games that, because you have these people that need so much content, 
I know, for example, we had an article go up on Chili Dogs by, uh, and I don't think I mentioned it last week, the lady who made the game One Night Stand. And loads mm-hmm. of really big, like Markiplier, in fact, big name YouTubers played that game. And a part of that is going to come from the fact, she said it was like, it's a provocative title and stuff like that. But also it was on itch.io and people are just trawling through that because they constantly need new stuff. And she got a lot of exposure from that. And, you know, that's a positive in a way because people may not have, you, that probably wouldn't have got a review on Kotaku. Yeah, interesting. So there's that's that. definitely... But yeah, then I there's mean, also like a a case for like people can just say anything or do anything or whatever. Like if PewDiePie says, oh, this game's bullshit when playing it because one bug happened that probably would have been gone in a day. That's like millions of people that are now like, it's bullshit forever. Yeah. And it that's the other thing. Once you put those videos up there, up there forever. Like with Slime Rancher, the... Total Biscuit, I think, had a guest on that uh, said something incorrect, and now they he, like they apologize later on Twitter. But I mean, that video is going to stay on YouTube forever. Yeah, like there's just going to be incorrect information out there forever. It's even more terrifying if you're a developer and you put out a game uh, in early access or before it's done for for people to look at. Uh, and then they str- make streams and YouTubes and stuff, and then that's out there also forever. So when you eventually launch the game, you have much better art and audio and things. Doesn't matter. People are going to Google your game and they're going to see it in its like ti- in it- in its earliest phase, yeah. which sucks as an artist. Like I hate that. I hate that that is true. Mm. Um, <clears throat> there's definitely good. There's definitely positives and negatives. I will say. Uh, the advent of like of Twitch has definitely changed indie game development in a huge way, specifically Twitch. It was really there's no feeling like launching into early access or launching your game and watching streamers play it for the first time. Yeah. It's like, like a unedited. play test. Yeah. <laughs> I mean when you when you're a game developer and you play test your game, um, at a big studio it's kinda like behind closed doors, so it's not a big deal and when you're an indie you don't have access to that so you're kind of like showing your friends maybe you're showing meetup groups or something but this is like public you're Mm. putting it out there and people are playing it for the first time especially if it's an early access because it's still broken people are playing it for the first freaking time and not only are you seeing all the bugs and all the problems the rest of the world is seeing all the bugs and all the problems and you'll be screaming at the tv just like no no, you know, on Twitch, they, they limit how much uh, you can type. So you can't yeah. be like, you took the wrong turn there. Like, they won't let you just tell them what to do, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, and it's, I, I know that because I watched people play The Flame in the Flood, mm. you know, at the earliest point. I watched our Kickstarter backers play it, and it was uh, painful. It was a painful experience. Amazing. Fulfilling awesome also really painful so what was what because i have been the reverse right i've been the person playing these games in early access or these demos that get sent to you and stuff like that and i have done that and i have known that like the developer or someone is in the chat and i think i've only ever had it once where i've been like this is not fun and the person has been there and been like oh (laughs) 
that sucks. Oh god. But um, yeah, it's like, what is like? Because from my perspective, like, what what is it that you are? Is it just the fact that it's like you? It's not you feel it's not ready yet, and people are finding bugs and stuff, and that's now in the public record. So wait, hold on. So just to be clear, you were. Did you know the developer was in the chat when you started talking shit about that game? No. No, I did not. You were just uh, streaming, like, was it out or was it in early access? It was a... It was like a version of a game from Itch.io that was like... Basically Mm -hmm. a demo, I think. And it was like, the game's gonna be like this soon. I see. Yeah, okay. Well, Itch is different. I... How do I put Itch is different? I don't. I've never released anything on Itch, um, and I don't know many people that have. But uh, I suspect it's probably bigger in the student and the indie community, like the, the hobbyist I mean, community. Maybe I didn't know too much about the guy, but basically, I'm playing the game, and it looked lovely, but the feedback from the controls and just the general way, like it was a racing game, and just the general way it felt just fell off and it you could see on the screen like because the audience commented on it before i did that the movement looked off like as you're doing it and i was like yeah it feels kind of weird as you're playing it like it doesn't really move the way you kind of think it's gonna when you do stuff and yeah i mean it could be it's just interesting as a way to just experiment with like a prototype or something i bet i bet it's really interesting just throw ideas up there I've, I should tr- probably utilize that a little more. That's interesting. Should, this is what we were discussing. I should, mm-hmm. I should make like mm-hmm. little cube ga- games with cubes and test out ideas and put them on itch and see what people do. That's an interesting yes. way to get free focus testing. I never yes. thought about it. Oh, Gwen, this is exactly what I was saying. Pre-show <laughs> to you. I was like, you want to make little things. You want to put them out and not think about it and just be like, okay, so this week I'm going to make this. Da, da, da. That's, you know, yeah, I don't just even a know combo if this gets into the show. Yeah. Yes. Ah, oh, this is what I'm talking about, Gwen. That is that is interesting and exciting to me. So it will be interesting <laughs> and exciting to others. I love the idea of like like a developer doing something like that. Plus, from a content creator's perspective, it's great because you get like a new thing every week. It's framed in a way that you know exactly what it is. It's like this is an experiment in making this control feel amazing, and it's like okay, I play it and I'm like, oh, this feels amazing. And then you can watch people playing it and get instant feedback and yeah. It's it gone. does sound great. lovely. The theory sounds good. I'm gonna, I'll try it, and then I'll poke holes in this next week. We'll see how. Yeah, uh, I think you should, Gwen. <laughs> just put something random on Edge, just to yeah. see what happens. There's tons yeah, of stuff I think on Edge. There is tons it. of stuff. I think that's probably you know Steam uh, changed their pricing model so that you um, have to pay a small fee up front uh, just Wait, to put anything on Steam. Oh, do you? Yeah, I mean you get it refunded now. This is new. Steam changed over, um, they're getting rid of green light and they're, um, I heard that. Yeah. They're changing to a model where you just pay a small fee up front and do you, um, small's a small fee. A couple hundred. I'd have to look it up again. I remember thinking, yeah, whatever. If you're not making $500 off your game, why are you putting it on steam? Like I, I remember it was in the hundreds of dollars kind of range. Yeah. Um, which makes sense to me. Like, and you get that refunded as soon as people buy the game. Right. It's uh, just I like, get you. Your game has to make at least as much for it to make sense. Um, hold on. Let me look up how much it was real quick. 
I get the basic idea, right? It's like they kind of only want you to be putting stuff on Steam if you're rela. I guess they're kind of just instead of having a person like say, or at least it felt like consoles used to do this. It feels less and less lately. But there was a quality control of like if this is going up on Xbox Live Arcade, we are going to know all about it at Microsoft, and there's a whole there's a there's people that look at it and they approve it and they put it up. Whereas on Steam, there isn't that. So I guess mm-hmm. this is now just like, well, if you've got 500 bucks, you can put it up on here. And if you've got 500 bucks that you're willing to put up on here, we're assuming you're kind of serious. So yeah, there you this go. This is not for you to play around with the mechanic. This is not itch yeah. kind of thing. It's, uh, it's a way to curate without having to bother to curate. <laughs> just use money. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, the Steam is, or Valve in general does try to, move as much as possible towards automation obviously their entire front page is automated and stuff just cool like i'm i'm a huge fan of steam i was surprised Mm. when i uh (laughs) like obvious this should be obvious but when i went to the girls make games thing none of those girls knew what steam was and i was just just like what i'm saying right wow yeah yeah it's like but this is my life this is my livelihood it's like, yeah, it's not ours. Like, yeah, no, no. I've got an Xbox know. 360. That's what I've got. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I am deeply out of touch with the youth. Well, this is one thing I'm wondering, right? So f- content creators, like, th- because I've seen being uh, someone that does this stuff, also being someone that works for a publisher, also being someone that works for a company that makes software to enable people to be content creators so i've kind of seen i kind of see all sides of this okay so in your pie when you said content creator i assumed you meant game developer i because in my head as terrible as it is i still don't consider influencers to be content creators but that is they do they are definitely making content yeah well this is the thing i use the term content creator because it's been used at me so much like i always used to think that that term was kind of like a weird marketing thing and i was like why would you call yourself that or like an influencer it's like i'm an influencer it's like are you i thought your name was john but it's like (laughs) whatever like that's just the world we live in now that's what people say so i kind of see all sides of that so from the devolver where's where's the line like i can see calling a a let's play person uh, content creator but uh-huh. like is when somebody writes a review and puts it on you know ign is that critic a content creator i guess they're creating the content that is that review yeah um so yeah okay fine they're content creator all right never mind it depends like a, a reviewer princess. for ign would not call themselves a content creator they would call themselves a journalist that uh, that yeah. would generally be where that is or a reviewer so, or whatever but if, if somebody's it's someone... reviewing over a video are they not also a journalist? Yeah, I'd say if they like, they probably if you're working for a company like GameSpot or IGN, you are working to a set of standards and codes and practices that have been put in place by this company as to how you're going to review. And I would say that is making you like a critic or uh, a, a journalist, journalist, however you want to put it. Okay, so the line between who is an influencer and who is a journalist is just are you employed by a company in my mind pretty much like it's okay. it's a it's a not so much like if you're employed by a company but if you're employed by a company that is a journalistic company they're going to have a journalistic 
code and a way you do things and a style guide and all sorts of stuff that you've got to follow and that gives you the way you're going to review something so would you consider like market plier an amateur journalist uh no i would consider him a youtuber slash content creator uh right because he's because he's He's him taking that and and making yeah what he's selling is not the or sorry he's not reviewing the game he is being a personality but it gets so blurry because some journalists are super famous and shit right this is true there are people that work for companies that are known as them and they do tend to sort of leave and make their own companies now like i think ever since greg whatever he calls himself game over greggy Mm. Ever since he left and made kind of funny games, probably before that as well, actually. There's been people that have built themselves up at these large outlets and then left and kind of made their own thing. I guess Giant Bomb's probably one of the first things that I can think of that kind of did that. Where it's like, right, well, we're leaving GameSpot and we're going to make our own website. And that's definitely a personality-driven thing. It's like you go to Giant Bomb to see these people. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I don't... I just... It's so blurry and i feel like i'm allergic to the term influencer because it sounds like a venereal disease and also it's weird right yeah and uh it's just not a fun word to say no and like i can't imagine being a kid and being like oh mommy when i grow up i want to be an influencer right isn't it weird It's like what the fuck is wrong but they do right like kids want to be that which is oh god they do they're they they super do but you like, know, when we were kids, we wanted to be astronauts. Kids well, now want to grow up and sit in their underwear and play video games all day on the internet. That's <laughs> and they it's like they're like we all secretly want wanted that, Gwen? but you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I think I wanted to. I was I wanted to be a lawyer. I was a weird kid, uh, but like I I can't imagine going around bragging about you know what I want to do when I grow up. I want to burn out and uh, just only play video games all day and then get angry up on the internet about the video games I'm playing. That's really just, well, you know, that's my I motivation mean, in life. It's not that. I think for a lot of people, it's exactly the same thing that it's been forever, right? It's like, I want to be famous. And that is an alley of fame right now for like the guys yeah, that you've heard of. That's bullshit. what that is. People, famous people used to be famous because they had some kind of talent. Like, I want to well, be yeah. a famous singer, right? Not, I want to be famous at getting angry on the internet about video games yeah but the thing is what is the part of the appeal of this and why it's become such a big thing for people is that anyone can do it like it that you don't look at like i don't know brad pitt and you're like i'm gonna be brad pitt because brad pitt is super good at what he does it's a natural gift and talent and etc etc but you can physically see, okay, so I just got to buy this PC, a capture card, a webcam, and a microphone, and I can be streaming. Like, I, f- I want to do that. I can just do it. It's it, There's no gatekeeper to that. There is a gatekeeper to actually becoming big at it and making it your job and becoming famous doing that. Like, PewDiePie didn't become PewDiePie just out of fucking nowhere. Like, he did a little work, I assume, to get there. Mm-hmm. But... That I think that is a big part of it. Like you can see, I mean, it's all. I mean, all this is a big, much larger discussion. It's like people wanted to be reality TV stars. People saw Big Brother when that started, and were like, "That's why I want to be. I want to be famous." And it's like you don't want to be 
there are always going to be people that just want fame. And this is an aspect of that. Like, you go to conventions and stuff like that. These people have lines for the entire day just... And they're paying money to just go and get an autograph from them. In exactly the same way that you do for Patrick Stewart at a a Comic-Con. Like, exactly the same. And it's like... That, that is, I think, a big part of it for a lot of people. It's not necessarily my dream is to sit in my pants and play video games. It's like, my dream is I like video games. I like this person. Like, I like everything about him. I want to be him. And I also want to be as famous in the juvenile way that this person is. Because I am a juvenile and this is what I look at. <laughs> You shouldn't call yourself a juvenile, Chris Light. That's I not... know, but you know, it's just <laughs> No, I uh I get it. I don't get it, but I'm gonna say I get it. Uh what don't you and get? pretend. I don't know. Like um Is it the drive to want to be famous that you don't get? No, I get that. Okay. okay. Yeah, I can get wanting to be famous. Uh-huh. I can get wanting to be famous for your personality. I guess yes. talk show hosts had that. And so maybe yeah. wanting to be a famous talk show host. Um, but where you mostly just talk to yourself. Um, I guess, okay, you know what I don't get? Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, video games were not cool. Nope. Um, and so the idea that somebody would consider it cool to talk to strangers on the internet about video games is very bizarre in my brain. Like, my brain just can't wrap around that. So, like... Like, I played games in secret when I was a kid, right? Like, I didn't... On the download? Well, of course. I mean, come on. Like, I would... Nobody... Like, I didn't want people to think I was a nerd. But I would oh, run geez. home and I would watch... Like, when I was a little kid, I'd run home and I'd, so that I could get home in time to watch Sailor Moon. And then I would play Final Fantasy. I'm like... like that, to be fair, that was, I think... And I never told a soul because no one could know. Because that yeah, would be terrible I was like that with Star knew. Trek, weirdly enough. I wasn't like that with video games because... For boys, when we were young, video games were okay. And boys played video games. That is true. Yes. Star Trek, I remember being exactly the same thing. And I had the sense to not tell anyone I I watched that. Because I was like, people will laugh at you. (laughs) (laughs) I will not share the information that Star Trek The Next Generation is fucking exciting to me. (laughs) With anyone. (laughs) So I get that. The next generation, that's when you're going to choose Chris Light? Just... That was the one I watched. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't born in the 60s. So like... Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I try to remember. The original series was old. Like, yeah, uh... I think that's what I watched too. I remember watching, I was super into Deep Space Nine for a while. Fuck we were yeah, nerds. Deep Space man. Nine was so oh, yeah. good, dude. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, God, it's oh. all coming back. That was so long ago. The Dominion Wars? The yeah, whole the build Dominion up for that? War. Oh, my God. Amazing. And the characters dude. were so good. I know, right? Holy shit. That can't... Uh, 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 whatever. Anyway. Yeah, but... Yeah, the Dominion. So... Uh, and I, I loved the weird jewelry. All right, sorry. Um, yes, what, the little the little uh, Bajoran thing? Yeah, like the... the yeah. um Yeah, the earring? Yep. Yeah, I wanted, yeah, I tried to make one of those when I was a kid. And I, wanted I remember... It. I didn't try and make one, but I remember thinking they were cool as shit. Because it's like, what is that? Like, it clips on the top and the bottom, and there's like a little loop. How cool is that? That blew my mind when I was a kid. I was like super into it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, right. (laughs) We were cool people. We never told anyone. Like we were ashamed of this shit. Of course I was. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like now it's now it's cool. And that's like uh that that's 
I guess that's that must be what it is. Because I look at these people who are streaming and they're like angry white guy in his underwear screaming about video game. Uh, and I think, oh, you're a you're a burned out nerd. You're a burnout. You're screaming about Call of Duty. Like I get people who are streaming like I'm really good at League of Legends or an eSport. And yep. here, here's me showcasing my skill. Yeah. Like for some reason, to me, that makes perfect sense. That does make sense. Yeah, because that's... We understand the skill of video games in much the same way that people understand the skill of any... What well, it would be considered a sport. And it's mm. like, cool. I get that you have... Because I've played this, and I know you got to be super good. Like, I exactly. get that. And I know yeah. what you mean. So I guess that's where, that's where it uh, falls down for me, is I can't imagine the average consumer being like, I'm bored. I'm going to watch market plier play video games in his like in his pants or whatever like i don't know if he plays them in his pants like you you see he might be nude from the waist down we don't know we'll never know which is true i don't know i've never checked but (laughs) it's not you never see below like the you know (laughs) you never see below sort of the top few buttons no it's true i've never might not even be a full shirt like, let's, let's just be clear here. I have no idea what this person looks like. <laughs> I have literally no idea what I'm talking about right now. I didn't it's even, fine. until now, I didn't even know you could get, like, a separate, like, you go to YouTube each day and actually look at a stream. Like, I go to Twitter, you go to YouTube and look at, like, yeah, just videos. Yeah, it's a feed of your hmm. subscriptions. Weird. See, this is the thing, like, I, I think for, it's all very different audiences as well. Like, to me... I know I am too old for a lot of this stuff, and it's not aimed at me. And this is not just... Because, again, people get mad. They're like, well, I'm 50, and I love Markiplier. I'm like, that's cool. But, like, I get (laughs) it. And we don't judge you for that 50-year-old person following Markiplier. But I did just see a gaggle of, you know, young ladies from middle school talk about why they watch Markiplier, and I think their motivations are probably very different from yours potentially potentially Mostly they think he's super cute uh, he, i mean he's a good looking guy don't get me wrong gwen i've seen him <laughs> he's got an amazing voice like he's got a very deep voice like it's it's amazing <laughs> but like it's i think that's part of it is that we're older and we don't fully get it like it's i had someone describe like a lot of twitch stuff as they were like it's kind of like kids tv but everyone swears all the time <laughs> Like, it's really loud. It's really, like, all the time, constant. But there's people oh, swearing. God. Like, and Yeah, it's you like kids' TV, but there's no ratings. So... No. Like, and, and this is the thing. Like, when you... I know when I was a kid, the kid that's going home and watching Deep Space Nine on down low, like, I... I probably still wouldn't have been into that because that's never really been my speed. But, like, there are tons of, like, kids that are super... And a lot of this is just, like, grown-ups being loud and stupid. Like, and they love it. And that's a big thing for them. And, yeah, I I think that's a big part of it. Hmm. All right. So our takeaway from yet another podcast is we're too old for this shit. We've rambled. We've both rambled. Rambled about being old. This is true. We should. All right. We've hit the end of our our capabilities. I think we should end it. This has been. (laughs) This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slight. And you've been in the dialogue box.